I'm always basically talking about the same thing, but I don't want you to know that. So I give every talk a different title. Some of you probably have been catching on to that. Occasionally someone will say, you're always saying the same thing. Well, what do you keep coming for? <laughs> so, you know, bad memory? No, I don't. So this morning's Dharma talk is entitled, Don't, another one of those don't talks. Don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Don't second that emotion. Don't second when emotions come up, don't second it. Don't add anything to that. So you have a feeling about anything. I don't care what it is. As soon as the feeling arises and you do anything with that feeling, blame someone, blame yourself, uh, tell a story around it, you know, a fraction of a second long of a story about a feeling, actually, is this is how uh, to use the, this kind of a way of communicating. This is how what you're doing to your awareness. It doesn't make that sound. It's more like... And then we ruminate around it and think, well, well, why did that happen? Here it goes again. Oh, my gosh, here I am. I thought this was over with. You know what I'm saying. I mean, we all have our version of just a constant uh, commentary around every damn thing that happens. And it's not about stopping that, even though I'm saying, uh, when I say don't second that emotion, I know you can't help but do that. I can't help but do that. But if I say that to you, pardon me, if I say that to you, then that, if you're listening to me, you have an interest in... Um, considering what I'm saying, then you, when emotions come up, you might go to that and you might just begin with, uh, begin to notice the way in which you keep adding on to every damn thing you feel, not, not to mention everything you think. Uh, what I say about thinking is when you have a thought arise, just look, just look at it. Don't elaborate on it. Don't add on to what is already there because this is what causes the circularity of suffering. I like it, I don't like it, it's good, it's bad, here it comes, there it goes, here it comes, there it goes. It's called uh, the technical word for that in Sanskrit, in, uh, not only in the, in the Buddhist tradition, but in the Indian tradition way back before Buddhism is samsara, wheel, the wheel. The Tibetan word for that is korlo. The English word for that is, I'll get to that one. The Japanese word for that is enso. So there's a name, I don't know what Chinese is for circle, do you? I don't think we have anyone. <coughs> Circular. <coughs> And it's, we're not about stopping the circularity. We are about, I am about, I'm recommending that you be about seeing the way your mind keeps spinning stories and tends to cover up or smother or change or propel even the constant commentary of our life, who we are, what we're doing, how we're failing, how we're getting ahead, and now we're going behind, now we're getting ahead again, now we're falling behind. You notice how that happens? You get your degree and you can't find a job. You find a job and it's a terrible group of people. Or, or you get fired. Or one of your legs falls off. One of your legs. Unlikely, but it's happening. That's serious. <laughs> so as I said before, I'm always kind of talking about the same thing. What am I talking about all the time is awareness. Awareness. This is a sound. You don't know there's a sound unless there's an awareness, a perception that can receive that. What I'm saying, simply put, is just receive. If you add on to that at all, it's not that that might, show, might not show up as information. Of course it does. And that's what the rest of the materialistic world does. It latches on to something because it needs a reference point for everything. You don't need a reference point. If you're in this room, you're ready to hear this. And I also say, don't believe anything I'm say, uh, that I say. I'm not here to propagandize particularly. But also, don't disbelieve it. The two kinds of belief that are the 
that are difficult. There's a third one, but the first two are, you believe it, that's a problem. You either know it or you don't know it. But if you believe it, then there's something missing that you're not sure of, but you so much don't like uh, not knowing that you'll just say, well, I'm going to give it a benefit of the doubt, I believe it. That's true. Sometimes that gets so intense it becomes an opinion, and then you're pretty much screwed as far as your awareness goes. You may be born with a, a lot of intelligence, so you may be able to fool the people around you into thinking just because you have a PhD that you're smart. It doesn't mean that. It just means you're good at taking tests. You memorize, take a test. Memorize, take a test. And you're probably thinking well, you're just jealous because you don't have It's true. I'm I think somebody should give me one. Some things take a hell of a lot of work. You don't can't get a PhD. So don't second the emotion. What I'm saying is the emotion arises and... Uh, if you if you try out what I'm saying, uh, just notice the way that the emotion happens and we're immediately on that, like we're on it with trying to do something with it. We're trying to slow it down, trying to find the off switch. Or if it's a really nice emotion, we're trying to fluff it up, puff it up, trying to make, how can we prolong that? This is a, a not wrong, but you could say it's a very low level of operating as a living being, More, a little bit closer to the way animals operate, up, out of pain and pleasure. As human beings, we could be in the could be looking at our life by way of seeing how to really understand what this is. You don't know how you got here. I'm not saying you don't. There might be somebody that does. It's very would be very rare for anyone to actually think it would be born. I think it'll be a human. They would be born in Michigan. Uh, I think it'll be born in Traverse City. No, Detroit. No, those are the two she had to pick from. And then she the time ran out. She didn't pick. Time ran out, and then they just gave her Detroit. <laughs> Remember that? Remember how disappointed you were there? Mm -hmm. Wow. Huh? So how did this happen? Yeah, how did this happen? I like that question. How did this happen? Yeah, I like that. So the idea is to basically investigate. Uh, this is what we do here. This this room is uh, is for Dharma talks. They happen a couple times a week. And book studies, they happen, happen eight times a week for an hour, an hour and a half. And the rest of the time, if you're in here, you're either vacuuming, <laughs> dusting, washing windows, uh, cleaning the altar, or you're holding still and you're watching your mind. You're watching what we call the mind. You're watching what moves, what arises in consciousness in the six sense fields and their objects, sound, smells, tastes, sights, thoughts. Sit down, hold still. Watch what that does. You don't have to become a Buddhist to do that. I think it helps, but you don't have to do that. You can leave here and never come back, but I highly recommend that you take a little bit of time out of your life. Just do it for a year. Every day for a year, sit for an hour. Sit down, hold still, watch what your mind does when, when nothing else is moving, when you're holding everything as still as you can. Watch how you keep seconding the emotions, seconding the thoughts. I'll second that. Isn't that parliamentary procedure? Have a second on that? No, everyone hates you. <laughs> hate your ideas, especially. But we do that. We sit down, hold still. And then we, I like it, I don't like it. I don't like that. I like that. That's pretty, I must be meditating correctly because I'm feeling better. No, if you're meditating correctly, you might feel worse because you're finally starting to look at the very part of your aspect of your consciousness you've been covering up. Very difficult to sit still, sit down, hold still, have all the senses open, in particular the eyes, for any length of time, which was like a couple of hours, and hide out from who you are. You're going to see it. You're going to see who you are, and it's probably not going to be comfortable. The downside is it's not comfortable. The upside is this is how you uh, use a Western word for this. This is how you heal the illness of the mind, which is always at war with itself, always at war with its ideas, 
constant struggle going down way below the surface, way down in the shadows as it's going on. And you might have a surfacey look, appearance, that is, uh, oh, yeah, perfectly fine. How are you doing today? Yeah, pretty good. Actually, you're not, but they're, they don't really want to know how, how you actually feel. Because if you turn around and say, I feel terrible. All I could think about last night was ending my life. A lot of people like that. How do I know? I've done that. That's all I know about it. So don't second the emotion. In other words, whatever arises, I don't care if it's a good emotion, a difficult emotion, a challenging emotion, or thought. You can say thought. My teacher, Chogyam Kungpa Rinpoche, referred to emotions as high-speed thoughts. I'd go along with it a little bit, not totally. Say to. Are there ways um, that we can kind of put the brakes on that seconding off the cushion, because a lot of times for me, the emotion doesn't arise while I'm sitting looking at the wall. Yeah. It's when I'm out in the thick of things. So we do, if you do it, instead of doing it with the pushing or the pulling or the warlike thing or the, the military thing of, you know, whatever it may be, lock it up or whatever kind of control thing, instead do it with the awareness. It will balance itself. Your, nat- your natural state is already completely balanced and harmonious. Who you really fundamentally are, way below the surface of what is looking at this. It's already completely serene. This is called the Dharmadhatu, fancy word for it. So how can you excuse me, access that, or how can you begin to understand the very deep nature of your consciousness? Well, a start would be to acknowledge the very surface area of your consciousness, which is sense of touch, sense of smell, sense of seeing, sense of taste, sense of hearing, sense of seeing. Stay in those. And an actual protocol that I sometimes talk about and even teach uh, as a meditation, uh, a way to approach meditation or awareness practice is sit down and do it, uh, either meditation or post-meditation, either one, alternate between a couple of the senses, not necessarily the mind, but between sounds and sense of touch, or between how gravity feels, you notice how if you, if you go there, there's always the feeling of gravity. There's always something pulling you down against something so you can stand up. Without gravity, there's a whole lot of things you aren't going to be able to do anymore, including keep your feet food down. I won't go into other details about your biology, but you can use your imagination to see how difficult it would be. You're not going to talk about that, are you? About <laughs> oh, what? Never, you were thinking about something else. That's all right. Go ahead. Uh, David. Gravity. Gra- a heavy feeling. Um... One's gravity, one's a heavy feeling. Gravity is a concept about that is pointing to something. So even even the feeling of gravity is not exactly gravity. It's maybe the heavy feeling would be more closely aligned with gravity. But if you're talking about a heavy feeling that is bringing about some kind of difficulty or sadness or what lack of energy or something like that, then there might be other complications going on. But don't. What I'm saying, I'm not not exactly asking this, but don't try to figure that out. Because if you do, when you try to figure something out based on a materialistic approach, you actually cover up the very thing you're trying to explore. Because ego mind, self-centered mind, wants results. And it's not and it has very little patience based on its perception of what's actually happening. It might have more patience. The ego mind, the self-centered mind, might have more patience if it actually spent a little bit of time seeing how very complicated the, the situation is that it is jumping to conclusions about. So I would say, if you have a heavy feeling then go between the heavy feeling, gravity, or feeling, and uh, uh, sound, or possibly sight. You can just, to go from sight to sound, uh, or from sight to feeling, you can first go to the easiest one, which is, uh, and the most intimate one, which is how your clothes feel, how, how the heaviness or the, or the warmth or 
a, a contrast cool area here and warm area here. And also just a feeling of, of the drapery of your clothing. Something we never, uh, I wouldn't say we never think about, but rarely do we think about that. And that's totally your experience. That's your life. You're actually missing your life by blocking out the first five sense fields, unless you need them to drive down the road, and spending all this time up in our mind ruminating about the value of things. Should I? Should I stop and get ice cream? I put on two pounds yesterday. I'm trying to help you here. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do some of that. Of course, we're not trying to clamp down. I'm not uh, suggesting that. I'm saying but there's a whole aspect of your life you're missing all the time. How this feels, how this smells, how this tastes, how your saliva tastes, for that matter. You notice how you never go to that sense of taste unless there's something to taste. Sense of taste is there all the time. There's tasting that's going on all the time. You actually, your awareness is something like a, a grapefruit, about that size. And you can move it through all one of the, you can actually take a tour when you get up in the morning, sit on the edge of your bed or on your meditation cushion if you're a meditator, and just take a tour through your senses. Just go around and go to sense of, uh, sense of uh, uh, touch, a sense of taste, sense of sight, sense of smell, sense of hearing, sense of thinking. You get them all. It took me a while to memorize those. And here that's something we know all the time, but if you, can you go through all your six senses like that zip? Can you do that? Do you spend much time going there? What, no question, yes. I think that it's a, it's a dynamic in the consciousness. Uh, technically, I can't, I'm not a scientist, so I don't know, but I only know it through awareness practice through my own experience over many years. Uh, I would say it is, a, it is a dynamic of consciousness that is, not, uh, uh, that is not connected to someone who's feeling. There's, someone who's, there's no someone who's having the emotion. That's the illusion. When the emotion arises, you think, you'll even say, I'm feeling this way, I'm feeling that way. Or I'm having this emotion, having that emotion. You'll actually leave the emotion and go to the identity, which is the ego, of the one who's having the emotion. That is unnecessary, extra, and causes further confusion. On the other hand, it's not about stopping that. It's about seeing it so that it can collapse on its own. If you see the complete uh, masquerade, that's going on there, you won't necessarily promote it. You won't necessarily go to war with it either. Just just notice that, that there are times when you have strong feelings about something happening. And if you just watch, if you do nothing, those feelings will do whatever they are. They arise through causes and conditions that are you are not to blame for. And there's no one to blame for anything. If you think there is, you'll continue to suffer and the people around you will continue to suffer. I'm not saying that uh, Sally didn't kick Jerry. I'm not saying that it isn't obvious cause and effect. I'm saying the deep nature of that, which is often missed uh, because we, we just are satisfied. We just were blaming. Well, he did it. Well, who started this fight? Actually, it was started in a past lifetime between these two people uh, when they were on a Roman battlefield. He killed him. And now she wants to kill her. Same consciousness. Different, but the same. And I'm not here to promote reincarnation or rebirth. I don't believe in any of that stuff. Very much. <laughs> so in the way in which I... Talk about it is not to say it's true or it's not true. I'm just saying if something is showing up that has that kind of energy or resonance to it, let's at least be respectful to what, it, what our experience is and at least look at it. Uh, the minute you come to judgment about anything, you, you shut down all research. Very difficult for even someone who is a scientist to, as they say, keep an open mind. And what we do here, we don't say keep an open mind. You won't hear me say that. You'll say, you'll hear me say, train your mind over and over and over again. I'll say it again. Train your mind. What does that mean? First, find out what that is. You can't find a, you can't uh, uh, train a Jack Russell Terrier unless you can find him, and even then, it's going to be difficult. 
They're pretty much untrainable. You find out what mind is. You find out what it isn't. It's not somebody. It's not something, some guy, some some person who's having feelings or having. Uh, so you can't. You can't. Uh, I'm not saying you can't find out what it is. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, and you know what I'm going to say. Uh, you can find out conceptually. It's not separate. You find out that whatever it is, we don't really know. It's like, can you find out what's happening in the Pleiades? Or can you find out what's happening on the dark side of the moon? I can tell you, the aliens are building huge uh, McDonald's franchise. <laughs> not funny, I know. <laughs> He's trying to laugh. The rest of you are trying not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew who I'm looking at. <laughs> so again, don't second the emotion. And when I, if you understand that, you'll see that you can't hardly help but do that. But when you do that, you'll notice that you're actually getting a good view of how that works in you personally. How when something happens, you start to have feelings about something, or maybe have feelings about something, you're not sure what the trigger was. But there that feeling is. It could be a feeling of sadness, depression, uh, anxiety, um, could be happiness, could be anything. I would say just, just feel. Don't miss your life by adding on what it is or describing it in order to have some kind of extra reference point. The ego is always looking for a reference point. Ego, he, she, they always want to become better, more protected. This isn't something that can necessarily happen in one lifetime. And there are no guarantees you'll have any more. This might be the only one. Don't miss it. I'm not saying become a Buddhist. I'm not here to promote anything. But find out who you are if you can do that. Maybe you can move to Vermont and start a, a cider mill. What else could you do? Get a, an orchard first. Huh? Work for Ben and Jerry. We could work for Ben and Jerry's as a sampler. <laughs> 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 Sally, you have a question? Yes. Um, so uh, do you think it would be better in, if there was a different greeting that people did instead of going, how are you? I think how are you a sign. You do? Yeah. You don't think it... Um, uh, sort of gets you into um, the second, you know, getting into the circular just right away. Okay, so it's not about not getting into the circular. It is about seeing that that's what's happening. It's always about awareness. It's never, there's nothing here to accomplish. If you think there's something to accomplish, you'll continue to go in blind circles, which you can partially see because you're trying to stop them. So there's no formula. I don't think so. Well, Buddhism becomes as close as I've seen. I'm not saying there aren't spiritual paths I don't know about, of course. Mm -hmm. um, some forms of shamanism, some forms of indigenous culture, culture uh, someone who's practicing uh, Islam, Christianity, Taoism. I'm sure there are areas in there that are totally genuine. So it's just a matter of having some kind of form that helps you just make deep discoveries about who this is, what, what is this, who is this. So it's always about awareness. Awareness will, will take you, uh, to use a metaphor, deeper into that that forest, the little dark area between the trees, it'll take you. But conceptualization and plotting and planning and drawing maps uh, probably won't help too much. They might cause you to sit off in a, a roadside park with your 1953 Chevy Malibu. If the emotion arises, we notice the contract you said Yes. Is that second noticing? No, it's awareness. Seconding the emotion would be the emotion arises, let's say, let's say the Somewhat, when, when you get angry, you might, there's a little bit of time, seconds maybe, before you even know it's anger. You just know there's an intensity, kind of a boiling feeling about something. Something may have triggered something. Sometimes it's actual some frustration about the actual situation. 
which is probably uh, has some kind of a balance there. Maybe uh, someone said they were going to do something. You were counting on that. You came and they didn't do it. And so now you have to take time that you don't have because you have other things you need to do and to do the very thing that someone else told you. So there's some anger. Uh, but then you don't really know that that person couldn't do that because they were intercepted by a migraine or whatever, and they couldn't, their phone wasn't work, working. I mean, you can go, the causes and conditions that arises in any given situation. I mean, you, let everybody off the hook, please. Let everybody off the hook. I, even if they just murdered someone next to you, don't blame them. I mean, stop them, take the knife away, put them in a box, give them food, don't let them out until you can find out that they, you know, they have kind of a stabbing spree or something. But, but blame is, is something, it's more about the blamer than about someone's pain. You want to deal with it in a way where now you know they did that. That's more about the person wanting to feel kind of superior to the person who's, who is caught. How would you like to be born someone who killed others? I sometimes say to everyone, and I'll say it to you right now, I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm going to give you two choices. Pick one immediately. So you can either be the murderer or the victim. Pick one. You have to pick one. Everybody got it? Okay, what is it? Murderer. Murderer? How about you? See? Simple. That shows you how just a, how completely uh, balanced everything is happening. And so don't blame anyone. We're not saying, I mean, if you, like I think there's somebody, um, was it Kevin? I said one time in a talk, you may have to kill somebody. You don't know what you're going to be doing with your life. You may. You don't want that to happen. And then I think he had somebody make a pillow that said, you may have to kill somebody. And then he put a bloody knife on it. It's in the other room there. I hope people think that's humorous. <laughs> yes, sir. That first emotion. It could. It could be. You could. You could find the trigger that way. Actually, if you find the trigger, it might not look like a trigger. Uh, quite often, when people get really upset about something, it's because there's a whole uh, upside-down uh, laundry hamper of all of the stuff you refuse to feel for the last 18 years, 15 lifetimes. However, you want to look at time. You've stuffed. You've, it's easier just to stuff it and forget. I'm just not going to think about that. And then something comes along that has the same kind of resonance, and suddenly all this—it's uh, like all of this uh, emotion resonates with the contemporary, the the, uh, the present moment's emotion. It's very similar. And suddenly, instead of responding to this on a level of three, four, five, instead of because of all the hidden stuff coming up and reacting, and suddenly you're in uh, 19, 20, 24, 25—a high level of anger. Uh, the old saying is, or the old metaphor is, mountain out of a molehill. Not that much going on. The intense overreaction. This is quite often how people get killed. You said about can not shut down. Don't have to shut down in your anger. I've never said that. Have I ever said, shut down in your anger? Not to do what? How do we not shut down our own anger while letting someone off? The way you let someone off the hook is you see that you have them on a hook. It's just about the way you deal with prejudice is to see that you're prejudiced. You get rid of prejudice and you're just hiding the prejudice. You can't get rid of prejudice, conditioned. If someone says, I'm not prejudiced, uh, they're, uh, they're, they don't know it, but they're lying to you. We're, we all have some kind of prejudice going on. How do I know? I'm very prejudiced, but I, I keep it right in front of me all the time so that I don't, I don't uh, believe my thought patterns about something. The thought patterns are conditioned in. Don't, you don't have to believe anything I say, and I prefer, if I have any say so about it, walk out of here and forget everything I said. That, that might give you an idea of what my attitude is about this. Forget everything. But if something uh, that's been said or discussed, either by me or other people, tends to resonate with you, then, then do some investigating. One of the best way to inve ways to investigate anything, sit down, hold still, 
watch what continues to move because that's the part of the mind that we call self-deception. More? That situation you described, they said to you. Yes, yes. What would it look like to that still? You might still be angry. You might still be irritated with them. And if you were to meet them right at that time, if they were to come walking around the corner, they would never know it. You've taken complete, the fancy word is responsibility for your emotions. You're not putting your emotions off on somebody else. I'm feeling this way because of you. Be your emotions. Live your life. Don't miss your life. Be genuine. You see what I'm saying a little bit? I'm really pissed off at you. Can you tell? For asking me such a stupid question. I'm not saying that the, a person with a lot of insight and, and a lot of clarity about themselves will know what you're They'll know what you're doing. They'll know that you're blaming, but they'll also be able to see that you're you're not you're not pointing a finger. They'll they'll see it because they they have some clarity around what's happening. You might have more clarity around what's happening with you than you do at that particular time. And, and again, I have to go back to the beginning. It's not about stopping being angry or stopping. It. It's about the awareness around it because the the force of karma, the force of your life, uh, is so powerful that what's, what's been set in motion at your, at your birth is probably going to continue pretty much in the same way. But what you can do about it is be more aware of what it is. Don't miss your life. Be genuine. Stop trying to be somebody else. Be who you are. Good luck. Without an awareness practice, I don't know how you're going to do it because the, the nooks and crannies and everything that are out there for all kinds of hidden things to go into are uh, innumerable. One of the best ways to do this is rededicate yourself to help others. Put others before yourself. Even the ones who are ungrateful, especially those, yes. So the idea of being teachable is to put everything on receive. So in other words, with all of your sense fields, there's sound. That's an object of sense. So it comes through the ear. Sense of seeing, uh, uh, very simple color shapes, textures, uh, dimensions, and so on. So insofar as you can, just receive. That includes the area of the mind or perception. So the teachable part is to notice the way you keep shutting things out. So actually, notice the way you're refusing that. That's how you do it. You don't try to be more open. Trying to be more open is a very sly, subtle uh, uh, trick, you could say, of ego. Trying to be more open. Oh, I'm I'm so much more open now than I used to. Lies. Someone bragging about their openness? I'm not saying there. you might not notice some contrast. Yeah, I don't seem to be quite so antagonistic with people I disagree with. I'm not saying that. But don't jump away from that into some kind of a uh, merit badge for yourself. You don't need it. If you need to feel better, come and talk to me and I'll compliment you. I'll, I'll think of something. Yes. Uh, Lauren from South Carolina has a question. Uh, actually, two questions. Are we adding by labeling an emotion to our thoughts? And can we have thoughts without doing this? Yes, and yes, and no, and no. That's a special answer just for you, Lauren. Yes and no. There are always, uh, if you took either one of those directions, there's always situations where one is going to be stronger than the other, and then it'll go the other way. But very hard to find a reference point where you're always going to, where it's all settled. Well, now I know about finally. After all this work, now I know. That's like someone who may think that once you're realized or you're enlightenment, you're enlightened that your work is over with. That's actually probably when it begins. Up until that time, you've been. Uh, serving yourself. And if you are realized, you begin serving. There isn't anything you don't serve. As Bob Dylan said in his song, you may have to serve somebody, or you're going to have to serve somebody. Very insightful, Gemini. Yes? Uh, this is a question from Joseph, who's on the Ohio Turnpike. Tanya? <laughs> he asks... What are you doing there? <laughs> 
what do we do when we recognize the anger that seems to continually arise when I am around certain particular individuals? Yeah. It's just uh, it's just a, a, a function of karma. I mean, I have a different uh, emo- everybody I meet. I have different emotions around positive, negative, neutral. I don't believe them. I don't disbelieve them. I don't do anything with them. I certainly don't try to get a, get rid of my feelings. It's intense. The more you see through the pretense and the subterfuge and the masquerade that your the ego is involved with, and can see that there's no one really there. There is no solid being that you're calling me or I or the personal pronouns are referring to empty space. Let's find out. If you do that, then you're liberated. What is liberated? Everything's liberated. All the emotions are self-liberated. Anger self-liberated. It's liberated. So their anger may come, may go. You're not too concerned with it. What, what are you doing? Saving all beings. You're trying to find a way to be uh, at the service of others with their permission. I'm not tr- trying to say that if you see somebody using a bunch of drugs, you have the right to go in and tell them anything about it. You could say, how's it going? And they might say, terrible, can't you see? Well, I'm just asking you, how, is there anything I can do for you? No, mind your own business. You should mind your own business. Shoto? What is it to be taught? Pardon me? What is it to be taught? You teach yourself. I'm sure I'm teaching you, endeavoring to, but really, in order for you to understand, you're going to have to do it. You have to, you have to take what's being said here. Don't add, don't subtract, don't divide. Don't support any of that. And how do you do that? You do it by looking at it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, get busy. <laughs> do that when... What did I just say? What did I just say? I say get busy. You begin to see the way you keep pushing on your world, pulling on your world, and shutting down on your world. And you're the... It's your... All I do is suggest it. I mean, I'm, that's why I say I'm always saying the same thing. Everything's dependently arisen. There's no solid, separate beings anywhere. You're already doing it. I mean, you're here. You're dedicated to this. You're dedicated to me, as far as I can tell, as a teacher. You come in here and you sit, you practice, you work in this community, you're part of the monastery, you're, you have, you're lay ordained, you're doing just about everything, more than most people are doing. I'm not saying you couldn't completely do something else and still have a lot of insight rise around what, is your, what your life is about. Of course you could. You could do it in, a, in another spiritual path. This is Buddhism, or this person, for sure, doesn't have any corner on the truth. So just continue to do what you're doing. And, but you actually, we teach ourselves. You know, we, I'm not saying we run off and I'm just going to be my own teacher. I don't mean that. I'm saying stay with whatever teaching is supporting you and continue to reflect on it, think about it. Uh, I, you know, it's a little bit different with each person, each person's personality. Some people are nowhere. They're not going to do this. And, and I, know, I don't mind. You know, you can do something else. But those who come here to do this, then there's some kind of agreement that, yep, it looks like... Uh, you can probably help me here. I'm saying this is what the person might say. That's what I thought when I met my my first teacher. I thought, I don't know exactly what I thought. Oh my God, I met somebody that can see right through me. That's what I felt when I met him. And it was a feeling of, of happiness and terror at the same time because I knew I needed that kind of help, but I was terrified that somebody was going to see how nuts I was. Yes. A question from Drew in Florida. Drew. He asks, can awareness deepen the suffering you are experiencing even when on the Zafu? More than likely. Should we stop? I'll take one more question. Uh, possible through second receiving. How, how do you mean? You're talking about you have on the second receiving. Mm, that sounds like looking for a credential. Not you, but yeah, to try to do, don't do anything with anything. If you have, don't do anything unless you have to. It's a highly profound teaching I invented a few weeks ago. Because quite often, if you're doing things you don't have to do, that means you're functioning a way in the world uh, out of guesswork. 
But if you sit down, hold still, don't do anything unless you have to, then the thing you really need to do will show up. Because of what? Why is it going to show up? Because of patience. Because you're not jumping to conclusions out of your self-centered ego, out of hope and fear. and Oh my God, what's going to happen? We better do this now. If we don't do it now, I say, don't do anything unless you have to. And then if, then if, if it comes up where I have to do that, that's why I say and other teachers say it's choiceless if you're really operating out of your understanding, out of your wisdom. It's choiceless. There are, there are no, no decisions. I rarely make any decision. Sometimes between pistachio and what's that other one? Butter pecan. Those are both nuts, aren't they? <laughs> anyone else? Anyone hasn't hasn't asked a question? Anyone that's asked too many questions? Are we going to go into the next segment segment yeah, of the? We just have a couple minutes trans transition. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm good. Thank you so much for coming. And I'd like to remind everybody we do have donation boxes out in the hallway. We also accept uh, financial support from you through PayPal and credit cards and cash and checks in the mail. 33 Anderson Court, Battle Creek, Michigan, 49017. Thank you very much. May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way.